0: Welcome to the Loose Threads podcast, where we challenge a recently announced business strategy to understand the upside and downside of a brand's approach. I'm Richie Siegel, the founder of Loose Threads, which analyzes and advises next generation consumer companies and facelift by Loose Threads, a retail incubator and accelerator for leading brands and retailers. For our latest analysis and insights, check out our free weekly newsletter at loosethreads.com. Joining me for our discussion this week is Rebecca Conrad, a partner at Facelift by Loose Threads, and Caroline Tibbets, who leads our research at Loose Threads. This week, we analyzed a decision by Atari, one of the OG gaming companies, to open a handful of hotels across the U.S. With consumers spending more time and money on entertainment and experiences, the move puts the gaming company at the center of where attention is going, in line with entertainment and hospitality brands like Disney. But does the business model and proposed scale of Atari hotels make sense? Here's what we thought.
1: I think this is so smart. If you kind of look at what's been happening in the e-gaming space, a couple of things. One, colleges are now giving scholarships for e-gamers. I mean, that's wow. like- sporters
2: Are Ivy League schools doing that? Or
1: I don't think this has hit Harvard and Yale quite yet. However, the same scholarships that are going to elite athletics are in some schools starting to go to e-sport, call it elite Athletes, elite players. So I think that's one. The second one is Fortnite just had its first ever World Cup last year. And the Billie Jean King Tennis Center was full of enthusiasts, like fans. So not only is this making money because people are playing it, it's also making money because people like watching it. And then, of course, you have like Twitch and all of those other platforms kids sit at home and watch other kids essentially play these games. And then there's also just the rise of experiential hotels. I mean, Disney has done a Star Wars themed hotel and everybody's kind of looking to this as the next frontier of, I guess, entertainment. And so with all of those things combined, I feel like this is a perfect storm and this is the perfect time for something like this to happen.
0: So I think this is a great idea, and I do not understand why they picked these locations for it. So the first one's in Phoenix. The next one will be in Vegas, which makes sense. Then Denver, then Chicago, then Austin, Texas, then Seattle, then San Francisco, then San Jose. Beyond Vegas and maybe Chicago, I don't understand why they picked any of those locations. Well,
1: Austin makes sense because South by Southwest is there. It's kind of become this, like, discovery hub.
0: But I guess this begs a question, who is this for? Is the thought that because it's Atari, it's actually for, like, an older generation of gamers, or is it for actually a younger generation of gamers? My existing thought was it's for a younger generation of gamers, and therefore the locations make zero sense. If this is actually for, like, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s who grew up on those games and just want to have, like, a retro moment and be, like, child adults, then maybe it makes more sense.
2: Yeah, I think that it's for all generations, and I think it's designed for family travels in general. They will have co-working spaces, fine dining, movie theaters, bakeries, meeting rooms, and gyms. I don't think, like, the typical gamer has meetings.
0: Disney, from what I know, like, if you look at their cruises or their vacations, definitely caters to the family, but definitely, definitely caters to the kids. I think you're there because the kids will have a great time. I think the kids will have more fun at Disney than the parents often. Not saying the parents won't have fun. This seems to be the opposite of what you said, Caroline, is true, which is, is the goal to get the parents hooked on this so they bring their kids there versus having, like... Again, Disney to me is a kid-first experience or it's built for the kids.
1: Okay, so the thing that I think that Disney does right is they make it very easy for the parents to not have to worry about the kids having a good time. And so, therefore the parents have a good time.
0: Because the kids are having a good time.
1: And they even have things like onsite babysitting and things where you can drop your child off for hours and go have a nice meal with whomever, your family, significant other. The thing about this though is you're right, it is built more for the, call it like parent or the older adult, 30s, 40s, 50s, who maybe played these games as a child or at least who's familiar with the Atari name. But I do think that it will be a family destination, and I think as long as they can handle having the younger generation there, and there's not a lot of information about what kind of programming there will be, but as long as they offer programming for the younger generation, I think that this will catch on. I could actually see this becoming like a bachelor party mecca for maybe some of the folks who are not so much into going to the traditional bachelor party places.
0: I guess it's just a question of like, if you think of the widest addressable audience for any sort of esports hospitality experience, I would go think about the kids first. Who are the ones playing all these games? I know there are of course adults playing these games and people in their twenties and thirties and so forth, but it would seem younger people are playing these games way more than older people in a super kind of generalist way. And so I think I go back to Disney again of yes, obviously the parents have a good time because the kids are having a good time, but their strategy is let's have the kids have the best time. And then if that happens, the parents are going to be happy versus this is the opposite. And to me, that just seems like a way smaller market than if Fortnite made a hotel. Atari is a pretty retro brand. Minecraft, on the other hand, from what I know, is actually a pretty like age transient brand of like there are older people that play, there are younger people that play, there are people in the middle that play. Versus like Atari is like kind of this relic of a thing. So it's interesting from a retro perspective, but I just don't see that as like a huge audience in a sense.
1: There's a difference between what Disney is offering, which is this like wholesome family entertainment that most people would agree is like good and teaches your children good lessons, etc. Video games are a little bit more polarizing in that there are some parents that don't want their children to play video games And then there are some that play video games with their children. And so I think if you're kind of going for that, like, large addressable audience, it actually does make sense to go for the parents first, because if it were just for the kids, I could just, in my mind, imagine a scenario where they're like, we want to go to the Fortnite hotel. And one of the parents is like, we're not going to take Jimmy to the Fortnite hotel. We don't want him playing video games 24-7. Video games is still not always viewed as positive.
0: Yeah. So why Phoenix then? Space. (laughs) But if it's for like the bachelor party or whatever, why not literally put it in Vegas? I know they're going to come to Vegas, but again, Phoenix to me is just like a really random place to put it.
2: And why not abroad? That was also my question. Why such an expansive offering in the U.S.?
1: Well, I think to answer that question, Atari probably understands the U.S. audience a bit better. I'd imagine that if this is successful, they will probably go abroad, but... To why Phoenix, I would imagine because they can get cheaper real estate, build costs. Yeah,
0: but you get what you pay for on this, right? Like,
1: I guess why do you need an environment outside of the hotel, though, if all you're going to be doing is staying in the hotel and playing video games? I mean, that's what they want. They don't want you to come and go see the Grand Canyon. They want you to stay in the hotel and play video games. So by that logic, right. it doesn't matter where it is.
0: So it's basically a resort. It's right. like a nerdy resort.
1: Yes, that is a perfect description of hmm. it.
0: That makes sense to me if that is the premise. But then again, why Vegas? Why San Francisco? Why Chicago? Just because that's where people are who like video games? I mean, I guess that makes sense.
1: They would have all the data to know who's playing their video games, who's buying their video games. It must make sense from their standpoint by their numbers.
2: Yeah, but it's weird. San Francisco and San Jose. Why do you need the two of them?
0: Yeah, I mean, those are an hour apart.
1: But having recently been to san francisco i totally understand why people don't want to drive an hour to get from one end to the other i mean the only other thing i can think with location is major airports are those all near major airports like i said if we are thinking about this as a resort don't we just want people to drive from the airport get to the resort slash hotel gaming mecca and literally not leave until their trip is
2: done If it is taking the resort route, why do you need seven in the U.S. in general? Why not have just two? And it's a really specialized destination in, I don't know, Vegas and, say, New York City. Yeah, East Coast,
0: West Coast. That's what I think we're getting at is just like the conflict between who it's for, where it's located, and then how many of them they need as well and I'm sure a lot of that frankly is driven just by the property development company that they're working with like Atari doesn't know how to do with hotels obviously they have a hospitality partner
2: but is it risky for them to start with this many why not even just start with one and test that concept and see how it goes
0: well technically the hospitality partners taking all the risk like Atari's just likely going to license their name and like help with the programming and stuff but GSD group which is a hospitality partner is really the one taking all the risk in terms of signing the leases and hiring all the people and doing all the food and beverage If they weren't there, it'd be way riskier for Atari. So, like, I get I'm sure they had a good deal. I'm sure it makes sense. But... Frankly, it's like the same model that likely a Trump uses of like they put their name on the thing and then figure out how the inside looks and then have someone else, you know, run it, basically.
2: Yeah. My question, though, is does video gaming lend itself to this Disney model in the sense of like Disney's walking around and being outside and you can swim in a pool? This is literally you could go to different rooms to experience different games, but you're sitting and in a dark room, perhaps.
1: Well, okay, so a couple of things about that. Yes, Disney wants you to walk around as long as you're on Disney property, continuing to spend your money at Disney restaurants and attractions and whatnot. So yes, but they want you to stay contained. And then in terms of gaming, I mean, I think we think of gaming, or at least I often think of gaming as like sitting in front of a console, in front of a television. But the truth is, there's a lot of AR... VR gaming out there that you need a lot of space to do and so I think that this is something where you could also be able to experience those things and not have to worry about I don't know knocking over your bookshelf in your living room or whatever it is
0: I think what kind of what you're asking is like is video gaming a lifestyle that is lived in the world in the same way that Disney is Because most of it is literally people sitting on a couch or in a chair or so forth. And even when you go to an arena and watch eSports, you're still just watching people play games, which people find captivating. But there is definitely some passivity to it. I guess there's a frequency question because I get the idea of eSports and stadiums and so forth of like the same way that there's the Super Bowl and there are other like major sporting events of having the World Cup once a year or whatever it is. I would be skeptical if you go to this thing more than once a year. Like, I don't think this becomes a ritual, especially if it is this, like, bachelor resort kind of thing. So it's a super touristy thing, which maybe is fine.
1: Right, but you also don't go to Disney one- more than once a year. In fact, most families don't go more than once in five years, unless you live there.
0: Right, but the reason that's okay for Disney is you sign up for Disney+, Plus, you buy Disney products, etc. Atari doesn't have that same vertical integration effectively to still earning from your wallet after you leave Disney because Disney is like the Mecca right of you go there and then you're brainwashed effectively and you live a Disney life from there on out versus I don't think there's that same level of affinity for Atari just because it's a throwback kind of premise of them bundling all these retro games. Like, they're still a retro company, which, again, further goes to this idea of catering to older people.
2: Ultimately, I think there is an audience in its niche, and I don't know that it merits seven yeah. hotels in the U.S. I think it's a great idea. I just think one or two would have sufficed, in the U.S. anyway. I think in Japan it might have been a brilliant idea. Louis Vuitton, I know it's a luxury... Product company very different, but just opened their first restaurant cafe in Japan. Muji has their branded hotel in Japan. I think it's kind of a different culture in that respect.
0: I would have done one in Vegas and waited and see what happens versus committing to seven.
2: Right. But
1: since you have this hospitality partner who's taking all of the risk for you, why not open as many as they want and gather all of the data about your current and future customers and be able to produce games for like my children?
0: Right, but I would argue their gaming service should do that for them, in a sense, and the risk is if you open too many, they don't work, the occupancy rates are too low, they shut all of them down, and...
2: Tarnishes the brand in general.
0: So
1: we just have a supply and demand problem.
0: Too much supply and, I would say, unknown demand. Thanks for listening to Espresso, a Loose Threads podcast. You can read full transcripts of the podcast and join the newsletter at loosethreads.com. Feel free to leave a review on iTunes. We always appreciate it. And thanks to George Drake Jr. for editing this episode. We'll be back with more.